This is Timestamp, the podcast dedicated to capturing this moment in time. I'm Amy Breslow. Today's episode, Taking Care. My guest today is Clara, who identifies as a climate activist and a global citizen. Really important for me to take care of myself, especially in, you know, this world and everything that's happening. Even though I have a lot of time on my hands, just actually carving out time for self-care and my yoga practice, cooking good meals and living a more mindful life. I think that's the most important thing to me right now because I recognize this is an opportunity of a lifetime sort of and I'm trying to, I mean I've been home for eight months and it's kind of crazy to think about and for me this quarantine and this moment in time has been just a lot of time and a lot of space for me to, I don't know, like undo mental patterns and, you know, build a stronger sense of self-awareness and love to go forward. So it's a lot of inner work, I think, to go day by day and do things that take care of myself and try to be present instead of such a addict to my phone and moving across time with no sense of awareness. So for self-care, I think that's such an interesting topic. I'm not very, I wouldn't say known for it, but like, it's not like my forte, you know, like I always talk about environmental activism and I'm very passionate about being vegan and all of you know, those things, but like self-care is more like something I keep to myself. And I think the self-care industry is very, a very interesting place because I think it's well-meaning. Like I follow a lot of influencers or YouTubers or just, you know, people who preach about self-care and I think they have good intentions, but at the end of the day, they're trying to sell a product, self-care, but buy this face mask, self-care, but like buy this service. And for me, it's really been, with quarantine, like eight months, just kind of looking at everything, analyzing everything, and reflecting upon it, and then being like, okay, I'm not going to associate self-care with, like, taking a hot bath, even though that is a great thing, but the act of self-care for me has become something more spiritual. I mean, it's kind of vague, but just, like, I feel less attached to things that I have to do to quote-unquote take care of myself although I you know I have certain activities that I love doing like when I'm having a bad day I like baking banana bread it's very I don't know the smell of it in the process just like every step of like making banana bread is so therapeutic to me and then I do yoga I love yoga so much that's had a huge impact on my mental health during quarantine. I love doing art and music. I play piano and guitar and I sing. So those are kind of like my my things to go back to when, 
you know, when the world gets a little bit too much. So yeah, those are my acts of self-care. I think for young people today, and especially for youth activists, or just anyone, it's a really hard time to be alive right now, for so many reasons, and I'm not going to even list them because it gives me anxiety when I like try to think about all the things that are going wrong. Mindfulness, or self-care, or whatever you want to call it, I think that is so important because that is the foundation on how you can go out to the world and make a change because like Gandhi said, and you know, all the great leaders always say you have to change yourself before you can change the world. And to change yourself is to change the world. So I think with quarantine, for me, it started out to be like, oh, I don't have any, or like, I'm losing all my opportunities. Like, I can't go out. I'm wasting my youth. Like, I remember writing that down in my journal so many times. Like, oh, I'm 15 and I can't do anything. I'm just wasting my time. But I've gotten to a place and realize that this is really important to the kind of foundational work or the inner work because for all the activists or anyone who wants to create a change you also have to take care of yourself maybe even more than the normal person so yeah carving out time for yourself is more important than ever I've been spending a lot of time with my family, like everyone else. I think I never really put that much energy or thought in my relationship with my family because they were, you know, always there. Like, it didn't feel like I had to improve in the way with, like, a friendship, you know? Like, there wasn't drama and I had to, like, you know, change or anything. I think family for me has always been something more normal and my Vietnamese side and you know my culture there their approach to family and the U.S.'s approach to family because in Vietnam family is not just a unit like in the U.S. but family is so much more open like we we spend a lot more time with our extended family and people's identity in Vietnam is really 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 attached to their family. I wouldn't say a more traditional society, but it has a different way of approaching family. So for me growing up, I spent a lot of time with my grandma and my grandpa in Vietnam, especially my grandma. I think she she raised me when I was really little. And yeah, I, I spent a lot of time with my uncle and my aunt. I would bike from my house to theirs and swim in their pool and we'd eat together. That's been very different for me, moving here and also Corona, to have to spend so much time with my mom and dad and my little brother. Because in Vietnam, I spent a lot of time with extended family as well. Us all being stuck in a house together has, I mean, both good and bad things. But overall, I think we're really learning from each other. I'm really learning from this experience um, of what it means to be a family member and a sister. Although... I've always felt a strong sense of connection to my family. This pandemic has really helped me like hone in on, you know, these are my people. And at the end of the day, like, even though they annoy the out of me, I'm like, you know, they, they have my back. 
And I'm so fortunate that I have parents who support me and who are like-minded and open-minded. It's sometimes, I take that for granted. I feel like as a generation, we've, we've failed to control our climate crisis, but, and I've had a lot of desperation and hopelessness for the last year, especially being here and just feeling like, you know, I'm in the heart of where laws are being made and, you know, real change can happen. But still, I like, I don't, I just don't feel like enough is happening. And I keep on seeing, you know, those articles about like, oh, we have 12 years, actually 10 years, actually less than that. And, and for someone who's only 15, I'm like, I'm going to live till 25. Like, is this what's happening? That's been really hard on me. I think as a generation, we just feel done. Like we're done with this. There's nothing we can do. You know, we can only slow down things from happening, but then we've had, you know, terrible govern governance and it just feels like we're going backwards if not forwards that I think that's so hard for for a generation to have that on their shoulders that's yeah it's so tough on top of everything else that we have to deal with I remember like writing in my journal and just being like mother earth like I'm sorry we failed you like I'm sorry I did my tiny insignificant little project that you know didn't actually do anything that's has been a lot of what's been in my mind lately now I'm just kind of doing, I'm having more conversations with people, and I had one with my mom a few nights ago, and I was saying, like, there's nothing I can do. Like, even if I start an earth club here, sure, it'll look good on my resume for college, but what can we do? We can clean up Arlington Parks, but it's really not that dirty, and, you know, this this county has enough money already to deal with that, but I think slowly throughout the next few months I think I'm getting back a little bit of like my my passion and energy that I had when I was younger which is so sad like I'm 15 and I'm already like talking about activism burnout even though that's a sad thing I think that's still not an excuse for me not to do anything because even if what I do is so small and so micro I still need to be able to look back and be like I did something and I didn't just sit by and watch it happen. We have the chance to make real systematic change and it's not happening. And even if we elect Biden, that's not an immediate win. We need to hold him accountable and, you know, keep on pressing him to end fracking and to take bigger steps and not try to please all the business people. I think that, yeah. That just, it matters so much to me now that I'm here. I think for me, climate justice is racial justice and everything lies inside of climate justice because we can't do anything on a dead planet. I mean, this is serious and this is, <laughs> this is it for us. So I think I'm going to start acting more and whatever way that, manifests and I'm gonna you know do something because I think I've had enough a year like I've had enough of spending a year just kind of feeling hopeless and sitting around yeah so in regards to the election 
it's really funny for me because I don't think a lot of like Americans realize this, but even though, you know, the U.S. is very influential and an important country, it actually doesn't matter as much when you don't live here. I lived in Vietnam and would see memes about the president and it was like funny and it wasn't, it didn't feel like it was impacting me. It, yeah, I didn't feel impacted by it directly at all, even though I was an American and my parents voted overseas. So being here in, in D.C., it matters so much. And sometimes I feel like it's all that anyone is talking about. I have such a different perspective on it now because I live here. And it doesn't feel like a comedy TV show. It feels like real life. I mean, it's scary to me. I remember the other day after going going somewhere in rural Maryland, I think, and there were so many flags. We're not going to mention his name. So, so many flags. And... I came back here and I saw my neighbors put out like they were hanging a towel on their porch and it was blue and I was like that's a flag like I freaked out I was like oh no these are my neighbors I am so terrified of that now everyone can agree it's gone beyond political opinion I don't think like it matters that I'm liberal and progressive or whatever I think it's been if you display that you support this person, it's it's like an attack to other people. It's like, I don't care about your well-being. And that kind of ties into being a person of color. Yeah, I feel like that's an attack to me and my mother. I'm like actually, you know, more passionate and angry about it than I was in Vietnam, which is natural. But my parents are very active and they they have taught me and my brother, like, if anything happens that is unfair and undemocratic, we're going to go out and take to the streets and we're going to be hurt. It's really scary for me. I think a lot of my anxiety has come from that. I'm lucky because I'm always surrounded by people who are more progressive and, you know, are global citizens themselves. And then sometimes I meet someone who's like, oh my God, <laughs> you know, I didn't know people like you existed. So. It's just shocking to me sometimes when I'm like, oh, you're so close-minded. But then also it's like a good reminder for me to, to understand that like not everyone is like me, which I end up thinking because I consume media that just tells me that I'm right. And I see other people who are like me all the time. And, you know, I'm scrolling through TikTok and everyone's like an LGBT ally because that's the kind of algorithm that they're giving me. And I have, you know, so many other teenagers with the same political opinion as me making fun of so-and-so. And then I go out into the real world and I see, you know, blue flags and I'm like, oh my God, you know, my tiny lens on the world is not, not, that's not the world. And I'm in such a bubble. And like constantly I'm like popping my, ugh, I have so much bubble wrap around me. No matter who, who wins and whatever the outcome is, we need to be prepared to still act. Even if it goes the way that we, we're all hoping that it, it goes, we, we can't stop there. That's not enough. We need to keep on taking care of ourselves internally, working internally, changing ourselves, but also going out and doing more. Even though it feels like there's nothing we can do, tiny actions have ripple effect. If anyone is feeling burnt out like I am, 
you know, take a minute for yourself. And I know it feels like quarantine is just so much time for yourself and you, you don't deserve any more. But I think this is really the time to be working on ourselves. And maybe this is happening for a reason. And maybe this is a message. And whether or not you believe it or you believe in <laughs> karma and fate, this is this is what's happening and we need to make the most out of it and no matter what happens we need to stay solid within ourselves and we can expect the worst and when we have the best we need to keep on going when we have the outcome that we want we still need to keep on going Thanks for listening. Timestamp is produced by me, Amy Breslow, with IT support from Alex Moreno and original music by Maddie Schuler. You can find us at timestamppodcast.com and can subscribe on Apple, Stitcher, Google, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'll be back in one or two weeks with the next episode. Until then, take care and be well. Thank you.